guys, welcome to Gals Plains. The podcast where two best gals explain anything and everything to each other better than any man ever has. Splish splash, we are taking a bath. Do, 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 do. This week we are diving into the bathwater and learning the origin, benefits, fads, and myths about baths. That's a lot of stuff. We answer the question, are baths actually less hygienic than showers? Yeah, you could Google it, but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend? I'm Michelle. And I'm Claire, or should we say Bert and Ernie if we're singing that Splish Splash song? <laughs> who do you think is who? I think that I'm, I, I actually forget which one's which. Yeah, I, I did not grow up on that program as much. I sound so old. Program. Um, I was a Clifford the Big Red Dog, uh, Dragon Tales kid. Yeah, so. I'm wondering if there's some people listening right now who are like, who the heck are Bert and Ernie? Um, I think I'm the one with the unibrow, though. <laughs> if you want to self-proclaim, <laughs> I would. I would never define you by by like being someone relating to someone with a unibrow. But I'm not saying I like have a energy? unibrow, Claire. I'm saying <laughs> I, I relate like, to the one with the unibrow. Oh, I was like, oh my god, Michelle, is that the taller one? I think so. And yeah. Ernie's the bald one. Right? That's me. It will or or Ernie's the you know I don't know. I forget. Let us know. We could <laughs> we could Google it, but it's more fun to learn it from you, our friends. <laughs> Michelle, I have a little story to tell you before we get into all about baths. Okay. What is it? So it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so today I had an appointment this morning and afterwards I was like, oh, it's early. I'm going to go to Trader Joe's. I'm going to go grocery shopping early because normally we go on Sunday. I don't know if you're a TJ's gal, but the line is like down the street, out the door, really far. Um, Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go on a Friday morning and then I'm going to get back and do all my work and stuff. But I was out of my appointment kind of early. So I was like, all right, here I go. So I'm going there and I am so hungry because all I ate before my appointment was nothing. (laughs) A cup of coffee. That's all I had. It's like rattling in my stomach, the coffee. Like I, I have nothing left in me. And I'm like, you can't take off your mask and eat or else I'd buy like a bar while I'm in Trader Joe's and like shove it in my mouth. That's how hungry I was. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, There was a station outside where people were, a truck where people were giving blood. And it said, free $20 gift card if you give blood and free cookies. So. No. You passed out, (laughs) didn't you? No, 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 no. How? So, So, of course, I was like, okay, I have to give blood because the cookies look so good. Like, I need to eat this cookie Uh, or I'm gonna die but I also might die from giving blood on an empty stomach but maybe they'll let me eat a cookie before I'm sure they had other snacks and water I was just at that point where like I was so hungry anything looked good even if it meant like giving a quart of my blood or however much they take that's really (laughs) sad (laughs) plus plus the $20 gift card this is ridiculous this is a very Aries story by the way (laughs) I don't usually think of you as an Aries but this is screaming Aries so I went in no, and uh, I'm like, you know, sitting down to give blood and like they give me a granola bar, not a cookie. 
And so I'm like eating the granola bar and like I'm like all ready to give blood. And then they're like, oh, we're out of gift cards. Huh? So I'm like, okay, what does that lure, mean? You lure people in here saying you're basically going to pay them $20 for their blood. And then you're about to stick them and they say, you say that like you're done. How do you become out. out of gift cards too, though? It's like, how? I don't know. How are you out? Kind of a scam. What are they doing with my blood? I'm just kidding. It was definitely a certified like truck. <laughs> I didn't just go into a van and they were like, you want cookies, little girl? Give us some of your blood. That's what it I sounds like. I'm a little like. concerned you did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It had some like official, you know, name on it and they were all in scrubs and whatnot. Um, so anyways, I'm like, sitting there and she's like trying to get my vein to pop out. And anyways, because I hadn't eaten. <laughs> eaten or drank anything except that granola bar my vein would like not pop out so she deemed me unsuitable to give blood so i ended up not giving blood but i did get a free granola bar wait so you didn't give blood no my vein wouldn't pop out at all because i was dehydrated and i was like oh can i have some water and she was like no you're like you're too dehydrated it's like you know, it's going to take a while for it to, like, sit into your system. Yeah, like, but you can need I to drink. still have water? I know. I'm like, but I'm dehydrated. <laughs> you just I told did. me I'm dehydrated. Can you please give me water? <laughs> These people, they came, they came in there. They said, they sat you down. They got you ready to get your blood taken. They started trying to poke your arm with a needle. They, they said, you're dehydrated. Also, we don't give you gift cards. You said, can I please have water? They said, no, get out. We never want to see you again. You're not getting a gift card. Get out of this. Get out of here and never return. (laughs) So that's my story. I thought it'd be a fun way to open the podcast. It has nothing to do with with baths at all. I mean. But everything to do with humanity. I I think you weren't good enough for them. You, You don't think my blood is good? I think they determined that for you. I have primo blood, Michelle. People are dying for my blood. I've never donated blood before. (gasps) You've never donated blood? That's how you know I was so hungry. (laughs) No, because I donated blood in high school, actually. And I I remember. I did pass out. (laughs) I remember it was so dramatic. I was told, and then I ran to the gym. I'm like, where's Michelle? eating a slice of pizza i came back afterwards because i think it was during choir and i came back and i was like i fainted and i made such a big thing out of it yes you did (laughs) but we all did about that kind of stuff oh theater in high school me about being dehydrated today i'm like standing in line waiting to get into trader joe's and the woman's like oh what's on your list and i was like some water (laughs) please no one will give me water water (laughs) but you know what other things i'm dramatic about my opinion on bath water uh all right (laughs) so we talked about this on the podcast before i think we've had this fight before actually possibly multiple times on the podcast so if you've been an avid listener i'm sorry for bringing up this fight again but I have just personally never understood baths. And Claire and I both research for episodes. So, like, I understand after research the appeal of baths. Why baths are spiritually cool. Why they, like, 
are good for you. I understand all those things. I look at, you know, all the fads with baths with like people with their candles and like pretty bathtubs. And I'm like, wow, that looks aesthetically pleasing. That looks nice. Like, yes, you're taking care of yourself in theory. But when I have tried taking a bath in the past, I have felt like I'm just sitting there in lukewarm water and eventually like room temperature water because it doesn't stay hot very long. And I'm just sitting there and what I'm going to watch my TV on my computer that's sitting on my toilet. No, you're going to think. I'm going to think you you bring media into your bath. You bring a phone. Uh, the bath is a sacred place. I I'm shook that you would bring technology into your bath time. First of all, I don't have a bath time. This is one time when I tried it and then I tried to turn the TV thing off because it didn't work for me. And then I was like, I have a little candle with this bathtub that I'm not even sure is totally clean for me to be sitting in this bathtub and what? I just washed myself in the shower anyways. That was relaxing. Why do I have to sit in a, in water? If I want to sit in water, I want to go to the pool or I want to be in a hot tub. I don't want to be sitting in a... I just... I don't... I don't understand what I'm supposed to do in a bath. So that's your first problem, that you think you have to be doing something <laughs> in the bath. <laughs> Showers are all about, like, movement, cleaning, yes. let me do the next thing. That's not what baths are. There's a purpose in a shower. There's a purpose in a bath. And we'll get into the benefits of baths later. I did my research. But I do want to tell you, I am so over people saying a bath is just sitting in your own filth. Because, like, that is such an overrated opinion. Everyone has it. And I'm so done with it. I've heard people had this have this argument. So I decided to do the research and put it to the test and unless you are literally covered in mud or sand or grime, that is the job of a shower. But if you just have a typical day and you want to clean off with a bath, scientifically, it cleans your body the exact same as a shower. But what if your bathtub isn't like... Like, yeah, your bathtub's clean, but, like, what if you didn't wash it the day before? You know? You should just, like, wash your bath and your shower weekly, I would say. Well, yeah, That's yes. pretty good hygiene in general. But still, like, it's... My cat jumps in there. So I shower in there. I think it's a lot easier to bathe, and I was just talking to someone about this, when you have a separate tub versus shower... When you have a tub shower combo, you're like washing your hair and like, you know, it's all getting on the ground. So I keep a big cup just like this under the sink right by my bath and I run the water and I just like always rinse it out before I fill it up. Mm. I always give it a little rinsey. That's my hot, hot tip. But I think same. I think same, by the way. I always clean it a little bit if I'm going to take a bath, which I don't. But if I would, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're very different than showers. The purpose of them can be to clean yourself, but they serve a larger purpose. And that's the mindset that I want everyone to go into about, like have an open mind about baths. If you are a person that you feel like I need to be moving, I need to be on the go, 
um, maybe a, a calming bath isn't for you. You're just going to be like, oh, what's the point? Like, but if you want to relax, a bath is a great way. And apparently a third of people still take baths at least a few times a week. And 14% of people bathe daily. They use that as their daily cleanliness routine. My mother is one of those people. Your mom mom bathes daily? Yeah, she's a bath person. She's not a shower person. She makes a bath once a day? It's it's how she she doesn't shower. It's how she cleans herself. What a ritual. Yeah, but she like washes her hair in it and like talks to us on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. But I wanted to ask your opinion at the top of the episode because I think we need to revisit it at the end. I think there's a lot more I'll say. And so when we revisit it, I'll say the rest that I have to say because I think it'll have to do with some of my thoughts on the things we have to talk about today, like with the next thing, which is the origin. You know, I love my history um, and I respect the history of baths. And I think I learned something which I was surprised about because I feel like there's not much to learn about baths. Baths are you getting in water. However, I feel like I did learn something upon this research. Um, Tell me. So one of the oldest baths um, known is called the Great Bath of Mohenjo, Mohenjo Daro. It's in Sindh, Pakistan, or I think... That's how it's pronounced. S-I-N-D-H, Pakistan. And it dates back to the Indus Valley Civilization, which is literally one of the oldest civilizations ever. Um, And it's like this literal, like, huge um, rock, brick thingy in the ground outside. I probably was inside when it was real, like a thing. But it's, it's just, it used to be filled with water from like a well that was close by scholars believe that it was used for religious functions where it was used to purify and renew the users that being said i feel like this being a thing like thousands of years ago um scholars can say that type of stuff about anything i mean in three thousand years from now they're gonna be like people um owned cats in the year 2021 because they believed that they were the um jesus incarnate um whereas no we just really liked cat memes so but i i do feel like baths are very much a part of a lot of religious culture dating back for a really long time like a lot of the research i did debated where baths came from and whether or not they came from um, ancient India or ancient Rome or uh, different places. And I feel like they weave into origin stories very often. Yeah. And it's also hard to define a bath because is a bath sitting in an individual tub or some cultures look at baths as like more of a bath house like where everyone sits in what we would call like a hot tub or a hot spring together and they call that a bath. So I, I think baths stand the test of time. Well, and I was actually, you made a very good point. The only reason I say that the scholars say that about the Indus one is it's like, how would they know that? Um, Cause that one's so old and they were so like ancient, they were ancient people. Like did they really develop that far? But yes, you're absolutely right. Um, I think it's actually kind of cool how like all these 
different ancient civilizations each on their own develop developed like baths as like a religious purification thing and i did look at bathhouses and that was like um a socialization thing is that they would all go and basically it was basically a spa um Mm-hmm. where they would clean themselves um but then in like asia and like specifically japan they had a place called a sento which was also essentially a bathhouse um it was a way to cleanse the body and mind um they would use mm. hot steam baths called yuya as a form of healing um ancient egyptians had a lot of rituals around washing and bathing they were like super cosmetic with their um religions and stuff like they used to put a lot of makeup on but they also used a scented paste of ash and clay for soap and then they would use animal and vegetable oils with alkaline salts for treating skin diseases um i didn't know this but i guess like it makes sense from like all the art we see of egyptians but they would pluck and shave their entire heads and dry on draw on eyebrows and wear wigs oh But the ancient Greeks actually developed showers. They had lead pipes that uh, made water flow onto people's heads. But then the Romans took that and then they made aqueducts. Claire, I feel like I learned 50,000 times in theater history how the Romans had aqueducts because they would flood the Colosseum with water to recreate fight scenes in the Mm -hmm. water. I feel like I learned that like every year of theater school, both in high school and in college, that the Romans had aqueducts and they would put ships in the Colosseum. Isn't that so? Co- oh my gosh. When I was in Italy, I got to go to an aqueduct. You think it's going to be really cool? It's not that cool. Well, there's no water in them anymore, right? Right. <laughs> we walked through it, which was wild. Yes. Um, That being said, there's a very important bathhouse. So the aqueducts took waters to the bathhouses, which is why bathhouses were so popular with the Romans. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the most famous bathhouses that the Romans made was in Bath, England. Have you ever heard of it? Mm -hmm. Very famous. The bathhouses in Bath, England. It's like, think why it's called Bath. Um, But... I actually went to Bath and uh, I got there and I remember looking at the building that was like, oh, we could go look at the famous bath in Bath while we're here. And I said, no, it's just a bath. And I did not go to the Bath and Bath. Um, so I apologize that my knowledge is not firsthand, even though it should have been, um, <laughs> because apparently it's a really cool place. Uh, the bath actually had like natural hot springs and the original tribe that lived there before the Romans invaded were called like the Dabuni tribe and they had a shrine there for their god um, and then the Romans invaded and you know they made it their own temple and like they made it like a really really um, religious place where you could heal and like it was a very it, a lot of people socialized there but people traveled from really far away to worship at these baths Um and doctors even started prescribing the hot mineral water from Bath and Bath, England as like a treatment for illnesses. And there's even a restaurant today in Bath called the Pump Room that still offers the waters to get the water to guests. Like to drink? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know if they had like a little foot bath under the table. 
that is a thought i'm that would be like great for like if it was like a manicure place like or they served you while you were in a bath they just had like (laughs) will it be two or four and it like has that many seats and like a little bath i don't know why they don't do that like a swim up bar but you're like in a bath yeah talk (laughs) about being in not only your own filth but your friends (laughs) your friends that's like the ultimate test (laughs) post-covid getting in a bath with your who would you share a bath with (laughs) that's true that is true (laughs) but you know what stupid talking about a pandemic uh, the bubonic plague in Europe in 1340s, 1350s, people started going nutso because they were like, I cannot clean myself because they believed that there was no you know, science for what germs are. They believed that having dirt all over their skin would block disease from entering their body. And on top of that, the church started painting bathhouses as dens of sin. So like nobody was people were shamed for going to clean themselves at these bathhouses because they were like men and women together having uh baths like that's that's sinful and so not only were people scared of the plague and thought that dirt would cover the pores on their skin and help them they also were told that they were going to um he double hockey sticks if they went to clean themselves. So people literally stopped cleaning themselves in Europe. Um, I just want to note that in everywhere else but Europe, people were still having their bath time just as they should. Um, the Europe bubonic plague people were the ones going a little nuts. So um, this was literally a problem until the 1700s when... Um, they started understanding germs a little more. It was so bad that doctors didn't even wash their hands after surgery. Because they oh. even thought that it was better. Okay, that's gross. Oh, um, But I do remember learning, speaking of us being theater kids, about Shakespeare in school and being like, Shakespeare, they showered once a year. <laughs> we because... <laughs> Do you remember that? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but in that time and well into, like, the 1700s, um, people didn't shower daily. People showered every week or every few months even, but back apparently in Shakespeare's time, you, like, washed up with, you got, like, a bowl of water delivered to your room if you lived in you know, a house with many people and you took a sponge and you washed yourself. Um, we have a special name for that now, but you could call it a sink bath as some people call it. Uh, I now understand what you're talking about. I grew up calling it something else, which I'll let, leave that to your imagination. But my aunt Mm. is a colorful woman and she liked to call it something a little bit more racy. Something the Um, church would say. Or not say. They would call you. Not say at all. They would call you, though. Yeah. (laughs) So that was, uh, they used to do that, but they never used to actually sit in a full tub of water or have tubs of water dumped on their heads. Mm -hmm. Like once a year. Well, and that's because they thought it was good for them. So can you imagine, like, I, 
that's like when I hear people saying like, I wanted to go to the first Shakespeare show. Like, no, you didn't. You would be literally dying of disgust from how smelly it is. There is urine and poop on the streets because people throw out their fecal matter onto the streets out of their windows from their waste baskets. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, I'm okay in my era. Yeah. Or I'll go to like Roman or Greek times, you know, like they were at least going to bathhouses. I can you imagine going to a bathhouse? I wish there were bathhouses today. Actually, no, I don't. I take that back. <laughs> well, I have been to one in Russia. Oh. They still have bathhouses in Russia? Um, they're called banyas. And it's a cultural thing there where in some areas, they still don't have showers in the home, or it's not really common to shower in the home very often. Uh, and people go once a week or once a month to the banya, which is essentially like a sauna and shower situation. But you sit in the sauna and you get super hot, and then someone comes in and dumps these ice cold buckets of water on you. What? Yeah, it's like a. It's actually supposed to be very good for your health. Um. I believe they do it in Germany as well because the idea of your body going from extreme heat to extreme cold is supposed to be really good for your heart. Uh-huh, that makes sense. But it's just a thing that they do there um, culturally. So I think that very much bathhouses or whatever they're called in different countries still exist. Huh. That is interesting. And you can still go to like a public um bath if you like go to the gym like i've been going to the gym recently and i take showers but i don't take baths there i don't have baths at the at the gym i just said i take showers i mean in a way it's a bath house you can exercise socialize the spa i would say is really like a bath house do they have baths at spas no but you can get like a soak you can get like a mud bath mm. or like you can get an Epsom salt soak or they have what we would consider hot tubs or hot springs. But mm-hmm. some countries consider that baths. Interesting. Well, that's all the origins I got and the history I got from around the well, world. I'm dying to tell you the benefits of taking baths and to deep dive into some bath fads. But I think first we need to take a brief little recess. It's recess, baby. We've been talking about astrology the last few weeks. And since we gave you a two-part episode on astrology, we're going to keep this quick. Uh, Michelle, did you see that post on our Instagram? Um, Yeah, the one where we uh, gave you a nice little key for our last episode on astrology. And listen, we did a two-part astrology episode so we will keep this brief but yeah we basically gave you a nice little key so that you could check out to put your sun moon and rising all together and like find out what that means by using the puzzle pieces that we talked about in the last few episodes now I realized like when we finished with those episodes Claire that we didn't really ever explain to people how to figure it out like we talked about the apps that we like but we didn't like tell people how to figure out their own charts on their own um, in a lot of steps. I'd like to take this time to let you know how to do it. So you can go back to our Instagram that we post often at and do it for yourself if you still want to. So there's many different apps you can find your chart from. Um, I use 
Astro Future. Um, I use astro.com. I think if you don't want to download anything, just go to astro.com. There'll be a little selection you can make that's like extended chart selection. And you can put in your little birthday, put in where you're born, your name. Just like keep following the options. Don't worry about all the extra stuff because there will be a lot of extra stuff until you get like get to view your charts. And then it'll say in the bottom the chart key. If you want an even simpler breakdown, you can go to um, just channynicholas.com. I love her and she has a really good um, website that'll help you even further than we did. Um, but if you want to download things, I'd say the easiest thing to download to just get a simple chart um, would be Astro Future. That's an app at least on iPhones. So Thank you for the walkthrough, Michelle. We're all even more educated <laughs> than we were last week. Yes. Um, yeah, but I love what some of you guys said. People were like, I need a breakdown of mine. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to see you guys um, excited about uh, this topic that I'm also excited about. Um, yeah, and it was fun to be able to put something like that together. Because a lot of the things we like find, you know, we do a lot of research on. And I obviously did a lot of research on that. But it, I felt like I made that. Felt good. Well, and what I love about that episode, what I was saying to Michelle before we started, is I feel like actually more than even most of our episodes, astrology doesn't change. <laughs> so those will be evergreen. Like the facts on astrology will not change. Your chart will not change and what that means. Our understanding might grow, but it is rooted in the universe. So if you ever want to go back and listen, if you're listening like a year from now, hey, you can go back and listen. You're not too late. <laughs> also, I wanted to say a happy Jupiter and Pisces season um, to anyone who understands what that means. Um, it's really good. Our abundance is at home right now. There's a lot of good fortune happening for the next month or so. So happy Jupiter, happy Jupiter and Pisces season, everyone. It's a good yes. time. Yes. Michelle, <laughs> my, my bath water is overflowing. Oh, so God. I think you better turn that off. <laughs> Michelle. Hey, Claire. What are you, what are you doing with that cup? No, it's my bathwater. Don't you hear it? Oh, my God. Because I'm obviously recording from the bathtub because we're doing a bath episode. It, Wait, it can't be. We should have done that. Oh, we are. Oh, we are. We're on the Here. bath. Ooh, it's warm. Mm. <laughs> well, let's talk while we're in the bath. Obviously, uh, we had to point the cameras Stupid. artfully. Um, while we are in the bath, let's talk about the benefits of baths. Are you ready, Michelle? I'm ready. I actually have some of my own stuff, so I want to see how much you know that I looked up. Ooh. Well, I wanted to start with one that kind of is a basic and really talks about the difference between baths versus showers. So talking about your skin and your skincare, there's a lot that you can only do in the bath. Um, you can add ingredients for dry, irritated skin, sunburn, whatever to the bath, like oatmeal, people take milk baths, honey baths, and, and all the fads of things to add to your bath. And you won't get that benefit from like slapping it on your body in a shower because it comes right off. 
you can only get that benefit from soaking. So baths can actually lower cortisone levels, which can delay premature aging, reduce acne, um, and a lot of people, a lot of dermatologists recommend uh, for dry skin using that so- the soak and smear technique. So spending 10 minutes soaking in a really hydrating bath and then pat on moisturizer or oil as soon as you get out to like pack in the moisture. So I think that that's really interesting. Like a bagel. Yes. Soak yes. and smear it. Um, and maybe don't sit in your baths for too long. That's a that's a good tip in general. But we're talking benefits. Apparently, now I have an article that is 10 scientifically proven health benefits of taking a bath. Now, some of these sound a little hokey to me, but they are apparently scientifically proven. So, and this is a legitimate website, a medical website. So we're going to take them at face value, but please don't take my word for it. Apparently, (laughs) bathing can improve your heart health. So taking a warm bath will make your heart beat faster and can give you a healthy workout. Um, Taking a bath can make you breathe easier, which I have always known that, especially like if you put eucalyptus or peppermint essential oils in which already like open you up um I like to put a hot washcloth on my chest when I'm in the bath and it always makes it a more pleasant experience Mm. apparently and this is very true bathing can benefit like sore muscles joints and bones so bathing using epsom salts or any kind of himalayan salt or joint soak I find that extremely helpful and that's actually what like a lot of those natural springs that we were talking about have like naturally occurring kind of minerals and Epsom salts in them, which is why they feel so good on the muscles. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see athletes taking not only ice baths, but also like muscle soak baths. Um, right. few more things. Bathing can balance your hormones. Meaning, isn't that crazy? Like, it make means, you feel more, like, not make you as, you know, topsy-turvy? Yeah, it can totally balance your hormones. And my favorite thing that I found in an, another article that is completely 100% legit, um, mm-hmm. it's called Feeling Lonely, Take a Warm Bath. Because apparently our brain registers our psychological states as physical states. So being warm physically and being like your whole body is encompassed and warm can psychologically make us feel with someone. I don't know if it dates back to like the womb and all that stuff. But I found that really interesting. And I have found that to be true. Yeah. I can I can see if it's like a warm bath that you'd feel like comforted. Also, it's like a treat yourself thing. It's always like when I hear people enjoying it, that's what I always hear. Well, do you know any benefits of baths, Michelle? A lot of the ones I saw were really similar. It's like um, that your skin releases endorphins in response to the warm water. Like you release endorphins from your skins from like being in the sun for a long time. Like I love sun tanning, not because I like 
getting tan or like giving myself skin cancer from it. But it's like it just feels so relaxing to be under the sun and like the same way I can imagine being in a bath is for people. Um, It also like a lot of the stuff like it improves breathing, reduces the risk of heart attacks, improves blood sugar control and even helps lower your blood pressure. But um, the crazy one that I saw was that there was a study done with like 14 people where they basically figured this out. And I feel like 14 is a small testing group. But it must have been a huge success with all 14 people. They discovered that an hour-long hot bath burned as many calories for these people as a 30-minute walk. Crazy. Which was, like, around 140 calories, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's something about being encompassed in warmth. That's honestly why I can't bathe too long. Like, one, (laughs) it's not great for you to sit in hot water for too long. Why? Um, for women, for their vaginal health. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I have a tip on that later. Oh, yeah. um, okay. yes. But I hate when my face starts to sweat when I'm in the bath. <laughs> it's like I'm here to get clean, but my face is sweating because it's so warm. Oh, no. But See, I, I, I don't like baths. <laughs> I, oh, I love baths. I do want to talk bath fads really quick. Um, because I think bath bombs have been a huge thing that have blown up and been such a fad. So we all know what those are. And my piece of advice, as many of you know, probably already know, is to be really careful about where you're getting those bath bombs because you are, it's not just like it's a hand soap that you're using or a makeup product that's cheap. It's going literally on your entire body when you let it go in your bath and in your body as well uh, if you're soaking, especially for women, vaginal health, and can lead to uh, some issues. So you want to be really careful making sure you're getting a lot of natural products and things that you know won't disrupt your skin. My piece of advice on this is there's this company, women-owned, called The Honey Pot, and they make uh, like vaginal health cleansers and things like that and they recently came out with their own lavender bath bomb using all the same natural cleansing products so you can get the benefits of using a cleanser down there and also this is not sponsored yes yeah, also say. the wonderful like benefits of a bath bomb so honestly that's the only bath bomb that I would use but I know people that really like ones from Lush and things like that it can stain your bathtub too if they're really colored so oh no (laughs) have you ever used a bath bomb I have and I was underwhelmed though I think it was a cheap one because when I always saw them on Tumblr they looked really cool when I was in high school I would go on Tumblr (laughs) quite a bit um but yeah I feel like I'm more into bubble baths than uh, uh, bath bombs. But I feel like if I was to try a bath again, I would want to do something like that lavender bath bomb because I would want it to be like something that was good for me that I was getting in, like had like essential like benefits to me. Yeah, like made with natural oils and yeah. things like that. You did mention bubble baths, and that's also on my list of bath fads. Now, bubble baths, especially if you are using bubble bath, like a product called bubble bath, 
is not actually good for you. It <laughs> contains a lot of like synthetic oils and things like that. So if you are making a bubble bath, I recommend just using your soap that you use on your body, spritzing it in. It'll bubble a little bit, not as much as bubble bath. Um, but bubble bath also, you can't get as clean when you use bubbles in your bath because it's sudsing on your body and you might not be able to, you don't have clean water to rinse it off with. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. might leave the bath with like residue. Yeah. Like I said, I have not had many baths in a long time. So last time I took a bubble bath, I was probably a child. (laughs) But I remember them being very fun. (laughs) But the last thing I wanted to talk about, and you might have seen, they're called flotation baths, and they're really popular at spas. You cannot have one at home. They're these huge egg-shaped sensory isolation tanks that contain 2,000 cups of Epsom salt. And have you ever seen these or heard of these? What is this? So it's basically like at a spa and it's actually, I have been to one in New York City um, because they're at a lot of like health spas that are more like pop in for an hour and have a treatment, not spend the day here kind of spa. The same places you might go to get an IV just because, or Mm -hmm. uh, you might go get like cryogenic light therapy or anything like that. Um, I feel, so these baths are totally sensory deprivation. You get in and you float and they close the lid and they turn off the lights and you are in this giant egg-shaped tub. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up on my phone as she's describing this. You're basically like in a bath coffin. They're much bigger than that. They're actually very big and you don't have to have it closed. It is closed over most of your body, but your like chest and up can be out. They're really large. So what do you do in there? Nothing. What you with wanting to do something everywhere you go? <laughs> You're just floating. Have you ever been to like a spa, had a massage, gotten your nails done? Like what okay, are you but when doing you're getting there? A massage, someone is massaging you. Like you are. Well, you're feeling... soaking in Epsom salt, so your body feels just really good. Like the second you get in. Now, would I do it again? Probably not. Wait, but so it you've was... done it before? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Did you like it? Yeah, it was a good experience. I just had um, half an hour, but I think it was really like 25 minutes because they, you know, get you in and out pretty fast. And you get in, they play some music, you totally float. Even if you're a person that can't float, you totally float. And you can be in there with another person. So you could be like talking, not in the same tub, but they have rooms that have two tubs in them. And I was not naked. Um, (laughs) Not that any of you needed to know that, but I was in a swimsuit. (laughs) And you get in and you just like float and relax. And I mean, it's the same thing as if you were to go like lay in a hot tub for half an hour. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same kind of like very relaxing feeling. But so you like listen to some like relaxing music and like meditate it essentially. Yeah. I know some people are more hardcore with the sensory deprivation and they do like no sound, no light, no anything. Because you're totally floating. So you're also not really feeling anything. 
And the impact of it is supposed to be like you have no senses for the half hour that you're there. Like your body feels like it's floating. Your mind is at ease. You're not hearing anything. You're not seeing anything. So I did not have the full experience because the people I was with, we were not as hardcore about it. But it would be interesting to try it again. Do you feel like it relaxed you? Yeah. I feel like you have to be in the right mindset, right? Like, same with going into, even to get my nails done, like, I have to be in the right mindset. I canceled an appointment earlier this week because I was like, I can't imagine having a stranger touch my feet right now. Like, I just can't. Like, that's just the way I am. Sometimes I'm all for it. And other times I'm like, I can't sit there. I I need to be moving. So I think you just have to really put yourself in the right mindset. And that's how I feel about baths. Mm, I can get that. I can get that. Have your opinions changed on baths? I think I think I'll try a bath again. I just need it to be like a perfect environment for it because I think I just need a I I need to find a way to meditate in there in my own way and I don't think like I've been comfortable with it and like felt mm-hmm. clean. Like I it just it it's hard for me in my mind to separate it like to make it feel clean for myself, if that makes sense. Also, I feel like I need to find out a way to make the bath warm, you know? Because mm. I just yeah. feel like it gets cold quick. Yeah, I mean, if you're only in for about 10 minutes, it's like a normally pretty okay. But mm-hmm. if you have a shower curtain or anything like that, I'm sure it helps. I probably wouldn't take a bath if I had roommates that I was sharing the bath with. Yeah, I do share a bath with a two people well when you come visit me you'll have a bath all to yourself (gasps) oh shoot that's a promise (laughs) (laughs) all that you have your opinions changed claire (laughs) uh i'm ready to take a bath i've fallen asleep in the bath i dangerous you really should not fall asleep in the bath michelle i almost gave blood today for a cookie all right i'm living on the edge (laughs) Please do not go fall asleep in the bath. Please, I beg of you. Uh, oh, yeah. So, can you imagine if my full circle day was started the day trying to give blood for a cookie, ended the day falling asleep in the bath? It might it might get there. I'll text you and I'll update all of you next week. At least you try to treat yourself. I mean, at least you're you're getting yourself cookies, trying to like give yourself some me time. Trying to give somebody else my blood, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the end, folks. Uh, I hope that you follow us on Pod on Instagram and Twitter for more bath-related, hard-hitting posts where you can give your opinions, such as, how do you enhance your bath routine? I want to know what products, what's your go-to, what does your routine look like? Are you a bath... Mm, I don't want to say something offensive. I almost said a bath poser. And you bring your phone in and you bring a computer in. You did did say something offensive. (laughs) (laughs) I know so many people who do that, by the way. So I was surprised that you were you're so offended by it. But so, okay, I think if you're doing it like. Not trying to relax, (laughs) if you're doing it just for cleanliness purposes, fine. But if you're trying to relax, unplug. Anyways, battle with me. Battle it out in the comments. Battle with her. And you know what? It's a promise that I'll reply to every comment from the bathtub. Even if I'm not taking a bath, if I see a comment, I will go She's run that bath. In. 
<laughs> All right, in. folks. Subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, we'll see you next time, not in the bathtub. Bye-bye. Bye.